What's up, everybody? I am Christian Medina, and you are listening to another episode of Tracks Have Passed, the short form podcast that helps you keep up with your favorite development topics. Today, we're talking about one of those technologies that's used all over the internet and is actually responsible for keeping things up and running, and that's the content delivery network. The idea for the episode came from an article I ran across while I was doing some research for the infrastructure that runs strikes at Pass. It's titled, Using a CDN to Speed Up Static Content Delivery. It's available in the DigitalOcean community website, which is a great source not just for DigitalOcean-related things, but also for web infrastructure stuff. The article's written by Heineth Jetha. So we'll be discussing what's a CDN, how does it work, and what are the benefits from using this type of system, especially if you run an external web-facing website. Every website or application often delivers a number of assets as static content. These are things like images, style sheets, JavaScript files, even video or audio. As your site evolves over time, so does the number or the total size of these assets. This then has an effect on your load times and your site performance, which then has an effect on your website search rankings and therefore are directly related to the amount of traffic that your site receives. It's an even larger issue now that mobile devices form a large part of internet traffic because these devices are typically limited by bandwidth and operate at high latency. Some of you might already be used to working with the flexibility of web frameworks to produce the content for your site. In that setting, it's already typical to separate your static content from your dynamic content to more optimized systems like, say, Nginx, that are better at delivering or streaming data faster. This frees up the mechanism that you're using to deliver your dynamic content to be able to process more information and more requests in parallel. If you also push that content into a content delivery network or even replace it with a content delivery network, you may be able to reduce your load times, improve performance, reduce bandwidth of your servers, and even infrastructure costs. The purpose of a CDN is to cache all of those assets across servers distributed geographically all over the world. This puts them closer to your end users and able to deliver the benefits we just talked about. CDNs are made of multiple points of presence in those locations around the world. Each one of these consists of a number of servers that we call edge servers that serve as the caches for assets from your origin, the place where you're hosting your website. When someone visits your site, the CDN routes their request to the nearest server. If the assets are present on that server, then you get a cache copy immediately, which is what happens in the majority of cases. This minimizes the network hops that your users need in order to get to your content. And it takes advantage of the knowledge and expertise that your content delivery network has in configuring this type of server. So how does it work? After pointing a new CDN provider to your website, you'll have to update the site contents so that it returns URLs that point to the network managed by the CDN. You can do this by updating your links yourself in the HTML, or if you have a server in front of it, you can add some rewrite rules that will change links pointing to 
assets in a specific folder so that they point to that folder but inside uh, the CDN URLs. Whenever a CDN endpoint receives a new request, it then forwards that request to its point of presence that's closest to the user. In that location, there is typically a load balancer that then hands that off to one of the edge servers that can hand out the content. Those edge servers usually live inside data centers managed by your internet service providers to interconnect their networks which means you'll get a lot lower latency and higher throughput because your request from the browser in your laptop or desktop will never have to exit the network of your internet service provider. Its final destination is actually co-located inside that provider's data center. You can use the endpoints provided by your delivery network as they are, or you could try to customize them. If you own your own domain name and you want to keep your branding, it turns out that most CDNs already support custom DNS. All you have to do is add a CNAME record to your domain that points to their servers. Now you may be wondering, how do CDNs implement their caching algorithms? So there's a number of technologies available across the industry and used quite a bit, like Memcache or Redis, that already exist for the purpose of caching data. They have built-in mechanisms to handle cache misses and even expire the information they've stored. Even a typical web server, like say Nginx, provides some internal directives and mechanisms to help with caching. In fact, Nginx is often used as a reverse proxy for this purpose. It's a great load balancer and has advanced caching algorithms. Usually when we talk about caching information with these technologies, we're talking about caching it in memory. So that means that your users will not only benefit from lower latencies due to the proximity of your endpoints in the CDN, they will likely benefit from higher bandwidth and faster streaming times because accessing data from memory is a lot faster than grabbing it from your disk. Now these are the examples of some of the technologies that I would use if I was to implement my own content delivery network. I've actually had to do something similar to this at a smaller scale inside larger enterprises that are geographically distributed. Companies whose primary business is to be a CDN will probably do something different. However, the main caching workflows tend to be the same. When a CDN receives the first request for an asset, it does not have it cached, so it's expected to fetch a copy from either the closest edge server or the origin itself. This is what we call a cache miss, right? The data is not available to serve immediately on the actual endpoint that you were direct, your browser was directed to. Now, these uncached requests are obviously going to be slower because you have to go and source it from a different server in the network, which might be one that's geographically closer or your actual origin. However, any future requests that are routed to that same server on the edge for that same asset will then have the benefit of retrieving the information from the local cache. How long assets are cached is determined by HTTP headers in your origin or even settings in your user interface for your CDN. These responses will be considerably faster than the previous one. Usually you can inspect HTTP responses and you'll often find an x-cache header that indicates whether your request actually hit a cache on an edge server or if it missed it. Most providers also give you two different mechanisms for caching the data, either by pulling it or by pushing it. 
Pulling it operates pretty much as we've discussed already. This is typically used for assets that you update frequently, like say HTML pages, CSS, or JavaScript files. The idea is when somebody needs the data, you then retrieve it from the origin and cache it for a given period of time. Now, in a push zone, things work differently because you're essentially designating a storage location that your CDN provider monitors. When new data makes it into that location, your CDN will automatically push it to its fleet of edge servers. So these are typical for files that are larger and vary infrequently. For example, archives, uh, packages, video, or audio. A great example of this type of system is something like an object store. Most object store providers, like say AWS or DigitalOcean, also give you the option of connecting a CDN to your storage buckets to handle that push scenario. Another feature that you can get out of some of the delivery networks is the ability to purge the caches. Usually you'll have a few different options like purging everything or only certain files or even something more granular. But the idea is that you can even tie this into some form of automation so that, say, you built a new website, pushed it to your servers. You can also hit an endpoint on the delivery network to purge the caches so that all the new requests get fetched with the latest updates that you just added. Now, this is also common to, in one of those delivery workflows, to configure your automation so that immediately after you purge your cache, you go and walk your website so that the content at least is freshly updated. It's time to look at more of the benefits that you get out of having a content delivery network. We've kind of touched on some of these already. One of them being that you're able to offload your origin server. That means the, the server that, that you built, that you maintain, that serves up your assets. Since someone else is now serving your assets, that server will now have more CPU time, memory, network bandwidth to handle more parallel requests for, for your dynamic assets. Improved availability and lower maintenance costs is also something that you get out of it. These folks that run the CDN are experts at keeping the network up at all times. And because of that expertise, you also get other things like support for advanced HTTP features like, say, HTTP2 or HTTP3 that's coming down the pipe. They also know how to optimize and configure those servers a lot better than you do, and they can distribute their costs across all of their customers, which means they have more resources to dedicate to these types of tasks. Aside from the obvious lower latency that we already discussed due to the location of those edge servers, you also get better capabilities for managing traffic spikes because everything's load balanced across the network. You'll deal with lower bandwidth costs because you're not sourcing all of the data off of the server that you're hosting everything on. You're distributing that to the CDN and you get increased security. Usually these networks are built to handle and mitigate things like distributed denial of service attacks, as well as protecting your data with added security through SSL and other secure transports. There you have it. Content delivery networks 
are a great way of making your website globally available, improving its performance, and lowering your bandwidth costs, as well as increasing traffic to the website itself. There are plenty of solutions available out there. I use Cloudflare a lot, but there's also CloudFront provided by AWS, there's the CDN that comes with DigitalOcean Spaces, and then there's Netlify or Fastly as well. As a developer, being familiar with how CDNs operate and the concepts that make them work is a good skill to have. It'll help you improve your websites or external services and the user experience of your customers. It will also help you internally inside your company in case you ever have to build something similar to distribute, say, the output of a build in the form of artifacts or packages or even the assets of some intranet website. Thanks for listening to the Drags Head Pass podcast. If you liked it, feel free to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Don't forget to visit the dragsheadpass.org website for more articles on real-world software. You can stay informed by signing up for our mailing list. If you have something you want us to cover, send us a tweet at dragsheadpass. This is Christian Medina wishing you good times and good tinkering.